0: for Thought is presented by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state. Here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson.
1: Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for listening. Some problems are too important to ignore or pretend they don't exist, and hunger at all ages is one of them. Make no mistake, It takes courage to define reality, and Dr. Keith Whitfield, the provost at Wayne State University, is helping students succeed where they are, not just where we wish they were. Here on Food for Thought, we've discussed childhood hunger, we've discussed senior citizens and the hunger rate among them, but we haven't really discussed very often food insecurity among college students. Talking about food insecurity on your college campus, that isn't exactly a great recruiting statistic that you would put in your brochure, but to ignore the reality of the need isn't an acceptable position either. Today, our guest is the provost of Wayne State University, Dr. Keith Whitfield, and I'm excited for this show and to discover how Dr. Whitfield has defined reality for his college community and tackled the problem of food insecurity on his campus. Jerry Brisson and I are back with Dr. Keith Whitfield in just a moment.
0: Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmi.sh.org. Welcome back, everyone.
1: Dr. Phil Knight here with Jerry Brisson. Thanks for listening. As promised, Dr. Keith Whitfield, our provost from Wayne State University. Doctor, welcome to Food for Thought. Thank you so
2: much. Good to be here.
1: So you guys are uh, changing the conversation about food insecurity, uh, and and we've had a couple of segments, Jerry, on uh, food insecurity and how it affects college life, and we talk a lot about third-grade reading level by third grade. But if they're not well-fed, they won't be well-read in college either, will they?
2: Well, I like that. If they're not well-fed, they won't be well-read. You know, the the other piece of it is is that college just doesn't happen. College actually is a pipeline of students coming through. And so, yes, if you don't start and make sure that they're fed in third grade and sixth grade and ninth grade and twelfth grade, when they come to us, it's an even bigger struggle. Hmm. Um, I think it contributes a bit to... Uh, Students trying to be prepared. You know, it's 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 hard to think when you're hungry. Right. Um, and so that's leading up to it. And then at university, you know, uh, we do our best to try to, to contain costs and be an affordable option for sure. students. But it still costs money. It, it costs money, and it's a great investment. But trying to balance real life with that aspirational piece of life can be difficult. And so sometimes what ends up getting caught, I guess between the cracks is actually being able to feed yourself well so.
1: It's a microcosm of real life, right? I mean, because a lot of the folks that we serve across our network here in Michigan statewide is they're making those trade-offs and right. food is the first trade-off that tends to
3: happen. Isn't that true, Jerry? Well, no question about it and and I think um if I can just, you know, laud you just a little bit, Dr. uh, you know, you've done so many innovative things at Wayne State to make Um, student life, something livable, enjoyable, something that people who choose Wayne State will want to be there. And, uh, and I know as you're thinking about those things, you're looking at the whole picture of student life, not any one element, but everything put together to try to say, how do we help students really achieve the success that they want for themselves? And you're very student-centered in, in, in all the things that you've started over there, and so working with you on the pantry as one element of many successes that you've had has really been a privilege for us. And I, and I think we're learning together. How does this work ultimately change the story for students who might not have been able to succeed if they didn't have this help?
2: Yeah, well, I think... Um as anybody who meets you, you learn a lot talking to you for five minutes, walking down the hallway. And I think that this has been something that's a passion of mine. Uh, The president, uh, Roy Wilson, brought me here because of my passion for student success, and I think that um, Hmm. he's been very supportive of of trying to do these things where we almost try to encapsulate wellness. And, you know, stress management is wellness, Um, uh, but but I guess in, in all of those other things, you know, physical fitness, all of those things, but The food piece of it sometimes I think we've forgotten about, and I think it fits very, very well into it. You and I have had these very interesting conversations about in that student world where you're managing a very adult version of how you get educated with real life. And, and how we could we do it? Could we create lockers? Could you know What kinds of things can we do? Uh, Wayne State is just renewing its 150, remember last year was 150 years celebration, wow. 150 years of commitment to being able to provide opportunities. And part of that opportunity has to be more of this 360 view of the person. Hmm. And so uh, what you've helped me to understand a whole lot more really is helping to fill that in. So it sounds to me though, the helping people, students
1: be successful. I, I, I'm falling in love with that concept right there. Would it be more true or less true that you really have to adjust your thinking and that would be along the principle that we have to help people where we wish where, where they're at, not where we wish they were. I mean it doesn't make sense to a lot of us, I think, to think about a student in college struggling with hunger it just doesn 't make it doesn 't compute right it 's not the way we think it what maybe wasn 't our experience or whatever, but you guys have had to adjust to the this is the reality that 's in front of us, and we 've got to help them where they 're at,
2: not where we wish they were exactly you know what's interesting is that it's it's actually a relatively simple extension of something that is that hard lift, which is uh, we as a university are an access university i mean we we provide opportunity for students who may not be on the track for other places, but we know they have potential. We build that potential. Uh, our faculty is incredible. I mean, <laughs> they take and build these great educated people. But what you're seeing in higher education is that that typical 18-year-old who goes to school, that, that typical is not the typical anymore. The, <laughs> the the person who used to be the non-traditional is kind of more the traditional now. And their lives are wow. far more cr- complicated, uh, and trying to make sure that you meet their needs so that they can be successful. Mm -hmm. I I love it. You gave me a little inroad, so I have to give uh, our university a shout out. We won the 2018 Degree Completion Award, which is really about student success. Wow, This is a national award. Wow. Congratulations. Um, It it has been a very long-term commitment. Um, I I think, again, I'd give a a plug in part for our president, who has really made that a focus We're a research urban research university but we have made student success be one of just the penultimate things that everyone faculty staff students actually keeps a focus on and so thinking about how your life really is more than just sitting behind you know a computer screen or reading a book that that really are there are all of these other things we had a wonderful event last night which is our late night breakfast and to see all of the students there and thinking okay I'm glad you got a meal, and then I'm thinking, okay, I'm hoping you're going to go off and study. You know, you, you've got that that nourishment, that nutrition, Right. but I think we need to do it on their everyday lives too, and I think that's where the food pantry and some of the other things we're doing are actually going to help fill in, uh, where, where that's going to provide more and more opportunity, the support needed to have students be successful.
3: Well, and I love your energy around it, I mean, in so many different ways. I'm also really proud of the fact nice. that <laughs> he reached all the way to Duke to get that back, yeah. uh, and to bring here to bring so much to this community and one specific thing that I think is, is um, unique about what you've done in building the pantry is you brought the students themselves into the process. Mm-hmm. And you talked with them about what do you need and how do you want to do this. And they're actually volunteering there and and helping to run the whole show and then giving feedback about what that's like. And so I want to make sure we get to spend a little bit of time on that process as well. Right,
2: right. And and what you are hearing is... is it- Wayne State, we do a lot of teamwork. I mean, nothing is done by one office or one person. Um, And Mm -hmm. I come up with all kinds of interesting, sometimes innovative, sometimes kooky ideas. But one of them that that I've just been passionate about for a long time is is actually uh, trying to address the issue of food insecurity. Uh, We have an incredible uh, dean of students who really made that happen. And we just said this is for students and it should be in part kind of by students and, and they have bought into it. We have incredible folks that work over in our food pantry and they have the sensitivity and intelligence to be able to do a great job.
1: Well, I want to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. And one of the things I I hope that we can cover Dr. Whitfield is to help people understand the significance of the need. How great is the need? Um, We had Dr. Um, um, Fritz, um, Erickson from Northern Michigan University, and he shared with us that that they discovered a high percentage of their folks in Marquette were missing meals. Now we're talking about the opposite ends of the state here, but I got to suspect that it's going to be very similar to that story as well. So we want to explore that with you, as well as other aspects of uh, how we can work together as a community to address the needs that our students are having, particularly here at Wayne State University. He's Dr. Keith Whitfield. He's the provost at Wayne State University. That's Jerry Brisson sitting over there on the other side of me. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We'll be back here on Food for Thought in just a moment.
0: It's Food for Thought on WJR with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry
1: Basson, Dr. Phil Knight here. Our guest, Dr. Keith Whitfield, Provost at Wayne State University. You guys are doing some partnership here. I know we talked about the pantry here, but you you go out and do a guest lecture one uh, at, at, on campus.
3: I do, I do, uh, Dr. And Tammy they survived Pantucci, that, right? Um, has had me come to her class every year for I don't know five or six years, okay. and uh, and we talk about food systems, and we talk about how they were built, and and were they built for the people who need the help or for the people who are helping, and and what changes if you th- if you think differently about that, and and we talk about the advances that have happened in the last, uh, well, since I was there last, so every year there's been some advances, and and we get the the students in the class excited about um, the difference they can make if they decide this is something they want to pursue. So it's a great opportunity for me to to talk about it, and she's a dynamic and wonderful person. I You know, many many accolades for her. Yeah,
2: and and I, you just reminded me of that. As the we get ready for the fall, we need to maybe think about maybe a few more times we can bring you over because uh, we do know that it makes a difference um, being able to provide that kind of information to students. We have lots of students uh, who are social entrepreneurs and have been very interested in the idea of food insecurity and what they can do and they've learned from, from you, I think from your class, but also from your interaction with them. So, so kind of coming from Wayne State, we really do appreciate how much you've contributed to the benefit of our students.
3: Well it's a, it's a pleasure and it and we all we do see it as an opportunity as well. I mean believe me we want to build this movement. Yeah. And if you're going to solve hunger you need as many people as you can get in it and you've got to listen to them not just tell them, right? You got to listen to their life and their story and what works for them and and you build great concepts by doing twice as much listening as as you do talking. Yeah. So it's a huge opportunity for us. So I think that Maybe we could just talk for a minute about um, maybe the
1: prevalence of food insecurity uh, with, with the population that you're serving and what effect that has on their success. And, you know, are we doing enough and what can we do more? What else can we do to help them be successful, help you succeed, help you help them, help us help them?
2: Okay, Phil, yeah, okay, wow, that's okay. Cool. <laughs> um, well, for one thing, trying to, to estimate Exactly what the food insecurity is. I think that that what you end up coming up with is underestimates. Actually, I've been able to benefit from some of the things that Jerry has shared of that. When we think about our students, our students come from about a 100 mile radius. I mean, a a huge, huge portion of them. Mm -hmm. And so we can look at some of the counties and areas and cities that are in that area and actually see the food insecurity and say, okay, so our students are those people there mm-hmm. must be that level of food insecurity among our students. Right. And as we've uh, we just celebrated the second anniversary of our pantry and what's happened is is that for the most part, I mean every about three months we start to see a tick up. And what we think a lot of that is is that, that we've tried to take away the stigma that is about pursuing sure. assistance. Um, we, have, we have students that work so hard. I mean about 80% of our students actually work. Mm-hmm. And a huge portion of them actually work full time. So um, they believe in kind of pulling themselves up by their bootstraps and doing that sort of thing. And I think sometimes the idea of of being able to take assistance around something that's as a basic need as food, I don't know if they understand actually the importance of it for their student success, but as well as that, you know, we're the universities that's there for you. This is, this is something that we assume we should help you with.
3: And of course, when we talk about hungry people... Uh, uh, in many times, each of us have our own idea of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a picture in our mind. For many people, it's the person on the side of the road that's panhandling or or trying to collect money because they ha- they have a sign that says homeless. And yet that's the very smallest percentage of the people we serve. College student probably isn't the picture that comes to people's mind. Right. Right. And yet, when you think about that time in your life, um, whether, whether you're a person coming right out of high school or whether you're a person that's worked for a while, you've decided to make a commitment to, to making your life better. And that commitment takes time and effort. You might have a couple kids. You've decided that in order to secure life for not just yourself, but for your family and probably your community, you need to take another step. So when you do that, your life changes in ways, some of which were predictable to you and some of which weren't. So you're making your way through something new and challenging, and oftentimes that can just be enough of a crisis that you're finding yourself going, I don't know how I'm going to make this all work. And so getting the right help to people in a way that they can say, this isn't because you're lazy or because you didn't think things through. It's not because you've made some huge mistake. In fact, part of the reason you need help is because you're doing the right thing. Exactly. And so how to make people feel that for real and not, you know, give them the stink eye because, well, why do you need help? Yeah. And it's yeah. really, really important.
2: Around that assistance piece, I mean, we deal with it around student success, around mentoring and tutoring of the idea of it's, it's the idea of stigma, of that there's something wrong or I've done something wrong because mm-hmm. I need help. That's what... I, for Wayne State, that's what we're here for. We're actually here to help. We're here to help make your life better. We're here to provide you with an outstanding, world-class education. And that comes sometimes if you don't ask for it. Then some, you know, it, it's it's same point that you were making, Phil, about how do we know about what that actual need is? And I think it's we have it with you know students who are not doing well in class we can't help you unless you ask and so it, there is that little tension that's there and if we can you know put the resources up there and make them available make sure that they see that mm-hmm. it doesn't take that much to do it and that there's nothing wrong with doing it that whole package then make it so that we can try to address that problem
1: so i was looking for the right moment in the show and i think this is probably uh so you're helping my daughter be successful hey there we go so uh our daughter Leah lives downtown. She's an art teacher full-time in Livonia. She lives here in Detroit, and the reason she's here is to complete her graduate degree in art therapy. Hmm. And we are so proud of her, who she is, what she's doing. But I can tell you, there are there are days being a full-time teacher, yeah. fitting in a full-time grad schedule, um, and balancing all the finances it takes to make that happen that you know w- that we are sometimes a little concerned about her but she manages her herself well she manages her money well um but i'm telling you Wayne State has been a difference maker for her it has opened her world and now she can see what she can do with her we talk about this a lot on the show what she can do with her one handful of life and how she can invest it in, in making the world better and the community better. And so I have to say, as a father,
2: thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I'll, I'll take the cash a little later in the show, I'm sure. But, <laughs> um, you know, that's the thing is that it, it is very reciprocal. Um, we get folks like your daughter mm-hmm. who are inspired. They're hardworking. They have these wonderful goals to not only improve themselves and lives, their own lives, of really improving the lives of others, and I think particularly around education, boy, that it's just a critical piece. Um, Superintendent Vedia said something, and it relates something that we've been talking about, uh, and that is, is that everybody can learn. Mm-hmm. And when you take that perspective, you start really thinking, okay, so we need to make sure that we provide as many opportunities as possible. Hmm. We need to do it in a structured way. We need to do it in a, uh, uh, a cost-efficient way because higher ed is expensive, but a way that we make it the very best that it can be. And then you see these folks like your daughter blossom and reach their potential. And uh, we're going to have graduation next week. And I tell everyone, if you want to just feel good, see the absolute exuberance on our students' faces, because you know they're going to take that opportunity and they're going off to do great things. Right. Which
3: I want to really hear about in our next segment. I want to hear about what's bringing you the most hope. As you look at the students that you're helping and watching them succeed, what gives you the most hope? Because I think so often we see the things in our community that that are the struggles and the crises, and and yet that's not what motivates us, right? Hmm. What motivates us is the hope and promise, and I really want to hear about that.
2: Okay.
1: We're going to do it. Dr. Keith Whitfield, the provost at Wayne State University, Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here. This is Food for Thought. Come back and be with us. We're going to be right here.
0: You're listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brussan, brought to you by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. We're back
1: here on Food for Thought. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight, and our special guest, Dr. Keith Whitfield, the provost at Wayne State University. And, um, Jerry, you kind of set us up in the end of that last segment, but I'm going to get you to do it again and um, and just Lay it out because I think it's a really important topic, particularly it just paints a picture about because you've struggled with food insecurity at some
3: point in your life, that that moment doesn't define you. And in fact, the reason that we don't um, see more food insecurity is because people hide it. Right, and so it it's it's all around us. Really, we know that that you know one in five children in our state struggles with this. We know that that means there's a lot of families struggling, and a lot of those families are coming to places like Wayne State to get educated. Right, and so I think it's really important to remember that in spite of this, we are not driven by the crises, but by the opportunity. We're driven by the things that are fundamental to our human nature, I think, which is that we want to be successful and we want to be proud of what we do and we want to make a better life for ourselves. and that the biggest part of the solution to food insecurity are the people who are food insecure because they are capable, intelligent people. And so you get to see that, doctor, in your work every day. You can't point to who's food insecure, but you can certainly point to the hope you see and I want to hear about that.
2: The hope I see. Um, it, it is very interesting. This is the time of year that we, we do see a lot of hope. Um, one of the th- ways in which we see it is through some of our student organizations and how they actually are interested in addressing food insecurity. Um, I think it's not completely unique to Wayne State, but I'd like to believe it—it it is a it is a driving feature of Wayne State, and that is, is that we have students who really care about their community, they mm-hmm. care about the world around them, and they care about other people. Um, I think that's what you get when you have families and generations that have gone to Wayne State. They, they, are, they, they come to be educated, but they're a piece of the fabric of what's going on in the city. And I think with that, they are seeing the need, they are seeing the challenges and they're excited about trying to address them. And so what happens when you educate somebody is that to some degree you don't give them, you know, oh open up the top of their head and pour in a bunch of knowledge, what you do is you give them skills to be able to think critically because challenges are coming at us every day. Technology is advancing so very, very quickly, which can both help us to be able to address some of those issues, but also be some of the things that can create divides between the haves and have-nots. And so we have a student body that really does pay attention to that, thinks very ambitiously about it. And regardless of what they do from art, therapy students, I think, to engineering students, to business students, to social work students, they're all thinking about ways in which they actually make things better. And so that's that's my hope. I mean, I think there are some people that really are very concerned about... Uh, how our world how our nation is turning out i'm telling you we we've got the next generation that's gonna come through and they're gonna do just fine they've got the <laughs> right balance of priorities and what's important and being able to make sure that they not only make their lives better they make it better for the people around them um, it i just see it i see it through student organizations i see it through faculty student organizations uh... faculty student mentorship relationships um, that's what makes Wayne State a cool place. If you haven't been there, stop on by. You know, you can, you can see that. It, it happens all the time. And so that's one of the reasons why, like I said, next week is our graduation. It's kind of the penultimate. It, mm-hmm. it is the idea that, okay, you've had this great experience. You've been learning these things. And now we're going to send you out to impact the world.
3: And I want to say one of the great joys of having you on our board is that you you bring that to us and 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 so many other things that Wayne State provides to this community. I'm just going to name a few. We're doing a project with the Warren Consolidated Schools and the State of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan and um it's called Best Food Forward and it's Wayne State researchers who are key to helping us understand the impact we're having by providing food security not just for children in school but for their whole household and how does that change the relationship between the kids in the school the parents in the school the likelihood that you'll get good attendance the likelihood that you'll get um, better you know less sleepy behavior or or you know better overall attention in in, in the studies and and you know that research component is critical to us because we know that proving impact is the only real path that we're going to solve this problem and so we're really grateful for you there. We do one of our biggest uh, construction events of the year right down on the campus yep. <laughs> where we're drawing attention to the issue that again for many people it's an issue that you don't see and as the economy's good particularly there's a lot of people that don't believe in it. So those kinds of events and public displays of support and and it's fun as well. Um, uh, but, you know, it was another thing that Wayne State does with us. And your thought leadership, as you continue to help us make good decisions in our governance committee and on our board in general, are just, I mean, again, some examples of the strength that you've brought to our organization as we continue to try to solve this problem, which we do believe is solvable. Yeah.
2: And, and you have convinced me that, that I do believe that it's solvable and that we've just got to make sure that we've all got our oars in the water and, and rowing in the same direction. Uh, you brought up a couple of things, which is, is that um, you, you've, you've, you basically put together what I think of as the formula for a great university, which is, is that you have great students, you have great staff, and you have great faculty, and that it, it just creates an environment that then we can, we can not just be internal and not just be producing knowledge for the sake of knowledge, but actually for the sake of application to be able to make the world a better place. And our faculty are, are absolute leaders on a number of areas. Uh, so I, I love that point out. I think uh, uh, the, the event where we have different organizations come and stack and organize cans sometime around Christmas time. Um, to me, I've, I've gone to that a few times. I think that it's just absolutely exciting, but you know, honestly, um, this is the kind of connection I think, um, That universities need to be a part of those kinds of community connections, particularly on your board, because I can tell you, it's definitely a two-way street. I learn a lot about thinking about what it means for our students to have student success. Mm -hmm. And it's such an easy jump to think about that if we've got some portion of that population being food insecure... We we know it from almost every piece of the developmental spectrum, from from very young children uh, into adulthood. Of that, that is one of those things that's a basic need. That if you don't have, for the challenges that come with trying to become an educated person, it 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 makes it ten times harder. And so, uh, learning I learn from you, and I learn from you have an incredible board. Um, they they are exciting. They are exuberant. Um, it's wonderful because they are not quiet. I see them give you oh, comments, yeah. questions, and suggestions all the time. But it's all helping to, to be able to do what I think that you just said is possible, which is, is to be able to address and solve food insecurity.
3: And you better do some listening along the way. If we knew the answer, we'd do it today. Yeah. But we know the path to the answer. And that's what we're committed to, staying on that path, continuing to learn. And this is happening all across the state. So I definitely want to give a shout-out to the other food banks in Michigan. We're working on a statewide blueprint, and it's all these pieces that come together. As you learn one piece, and you know that works, and it creates a certain impact, then you scale. Right. You take that success and you scale it statewide. And, of course, Dr. Phil and his work at the Food Bank Council is on that all the time and trying to find us statewide resources and sometimes national resources to really do that. So, as you say, these partnerships, it's, it's one good thing here that leads to the next good thing there. And uh, when we interviewed Dr. Phil for, for his job, he said, here's my belief. Healthy things grow. Hmm. And he has certainly proved that in his role. And I think you're proving it in years.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And I can still say from our population, I mean, we are served a lot by gleaners, but we have students that are on the edges of some of that, too. And so mm-hmm. the work that you are doing to try to help coordinate, make right. sure that each one of those banks, the big and small, are all working together because it's all the same mission. Um, taken from slightly different perspectives but that's the reason that's the way we're going to actually solve this issue so I would say too I would give you my thanks for the work that you do thank you
1: I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much well I, I just to kind of tie this up put a bow on it here for just a moment I think one of the great impacts in best food forward that Wayne State uh, grad students and researchers and everyone is involved in that they help us understand a couple of th- um, avenues of our impact that we never knew before. And one is when a, when a child, when a student is food secure, you can't have a food secure student in a food insecure home. And so once that happens and the home is food secure, they don't move. They don't move nearly as often. They're, they're not having to make those trade-offs. And that, I think that impacts academic performance probably, one of the one of the greatest factors in that, and that we can bring that stability to the home, and that's the power of the food. And um, so, I don't think we would really grasp that if it was not for for people helping us understand, researchers from Wayne State helping us to understand that. And the and the other thing there uh, that you guys touched on is uh, something that Jerry says. He says a lot, you know. And so, and and so, and I got
3: an award for it. too
1: you, you know, Yeah, right, right. <laughs> So um, what you described in talking about the hope of the students at Wayne State is something that Jerry has taught all of us, and that is that the people that we serve are worthy of investing in. It's it's not just about the, the charitable aspect of that. That's really about our hearts and minds, not about theirs. These are people who are do many many most all are doing right things right and we need to incentivize that and acknowledge that and reward that from the legislature all the way down to the community organizers we need to celebrate these people as as our friends and neighbors that are worthy of investing in and that food insecurity is not a defining characteristic is something that we all experience at some point and we can overcome.
2: You know, it's one of the things that Jerry and I think have uh, learned about each other's areas over time. And that is, is that idea of that every person's worth investing in. Right. And that, you know, in some ways, I, I don't know if it's us being lazy or what, but it's that, well, rather than trying to find out who should and who shouldn't. Let's just invest in everybody. Right. Let's create clear pathways, opportunities and resources for everybody. And then let's find out who's maybe not getting to capitalize on them and figure out another pathway. And doing that, um, I, I think about actually Superintendent Vitti. And mm-hmm. he says, you know, every child has the ability to learn. I, it, He said that and it just rings in my head. And I think about that relative to our students, that every student... They, they come from a different high school, from around the city, around the state, uh, and, and even around the area, around areas of the country. And they've come to us in such different ways. And so what the challenge is, is trying to figure out, you, you're not going to have just one size fits all. So you've got to find these different ways and different pathways to be able to provide resources and you know, you do worry about ROI. You do worry about, you know, we have to sure. be concerned about our graduation rate. That That's fantastic. But we just want students to graduate. That's that's the byproduct of it. We want to figure out how we can actually help those students be able to graduate. And again, when it comes around food insecurity, I so want to figure out ways in which we can kind of, It's I'm ready, Jerry. Let's go to the next level. Let's see what else we can have, try to provide for these students. I think that we're ready for that next challenge.
3: All right. Here we go. You know what that means? He's coming back. Coming back And we're going to have another story and another project and another innovation and another success on this path of having solved food insecurity in our community. It's going to happen.
2: Solved. Solved. He's he's
1: Dr. Keith Whitfield, the provost for Wayne State University. And I have to say our friend, colleague, and partner in this great mission of creating a food secure state. Thanks for being with us, sir. Definitely. Thank you for having me. This has been a powerful show so far. And... uh, Jerry and I will try not to mess it up here in the next (laughs) minute or two.
0: Welcome back to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. We're
1: back here, Jerry. Dr. Keith Whitfield, provost at Wayne State University. I
3: mean, what a leader. And an amazing man. I mean, incredibly smart, knows more about student success than you even think there is to know about it. He He works his tail off. He has an incredibly enthusiastic and hopeful attitude about it all. I mean, I know it's a huge challenge at a university that size, but he is really inspirational to work with. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just radiates
1: out of him the genuineness of, of his leadership and that he really cares about these students. And I mean, I would think that he doesn't think there's any problem
3: that's too big that they can't solve in order to succeed. And he wants to give them the tools to do it. Yeah. It, and it is his life's, you know, work. And so it's it's great to be with people who, you know, really are doing what they were built for. Well, that
1: and the fact that he's willing to take on the challenges as he finds them. He's not just, oh, I don't like that when I'm ignoring it. He looking at food insecurity on his campus straight in the eye and taking it on.
3: Well, I mean, again, you know, he's an educator. Once he got the information and really understood it and, uh, you know, started to roll that around in his brain, he said, you know, you're right. This is something we need to take care of for the sake of our students so they can be successful. Let's do it. I mean, once you know it, There's nothing to do but to do it.
1: Yeah, well, first responsibility of leadership is to define reality,
3: and he's done it. Yeah, absolutely. And didn't shrink from it when he did it. Nope, and he's an excellent board member, too. Uh, He he comes, he comes prepared, he comes with thoughts. Um, he's, He's contributed a great deal to the conversation at Gleaner, so we're really, really grateful to be working with him.
1: Well, I think it's time for a little food for thought. It was Maya Angelou who said, "'Love recognizes no barriers. "'It jumps hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls, "'to arrive at its destination full of hope.'" And that certainly describes our guest today, Dr. Keith Whitfield. As we continue to learn who is struggling with hunger in our state, I hope we will recognize that this is the power of great leadership and food security. Dr. Whitfield believes, as we do, that every person is worthy of investing in. And just because someone may need a little help for a little while, and that moment in their life doesn't define them, and it doesn't determine their worth, and it sure doesn't limit their future. Thanks for listening today. Catch up with all of our shows at foodsecuremichigan.org. And until next week, remember, it's food first, folks.
0: Food First. Food for Thought has been a presentation of the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state.